everybody and welcome to um, another Kings of Anglia podcast this wonderful Monday. Uh, Monday morning going to Monday lunchtime really. I'm Mike Bacon, uh, the big porca, la grande puquianos, posiana porca la grande. And um, I'll be here uh, hosting this podcast with you with my with two of my fellow Kings, two of my fellow good friend Kings. We've, we're, we're a couple missing today, but you know, the quality is here this, the, today. Don't worry about that. And my first, well, I'd just like to just introduce my first King who you if you're at Forest Green on um, on Saturday, you'd have seen him. You'd have seen him because he was wandering around the pitch. He had this huge camera, the size of an elephant, the size of a huge thing, pointing up at the fans, taking pictures, running on the pitch, running off the pitch, throwing things back at pit fans, doing all sorts of funny things. And, um, well, it's, it's always delightful. I hope people who got involved in game day like chatting to him. I mean, he doesn't really give you much of a choice. He comes to sort of like grabs you and asks you silly questions. But don't worry, because that's what we ask him to do. It's Roscoe Halls. Ross, how are you this morning? Uh, I'm much better now. Uh, once again, those intros, Mike, are fantastic. And my lens is the elephant. Um, that's that's a new to me. I like that. Mm. But uh, no, I'm very well. How are you? Fine, thank you. I mean, like an elephant's trunk, you know, because I, yes. I saw a picture of it. It's getting, it's your, your, it seems to be getting bigger. You, you started off with little lenses and now they're getting bigger ones. So you must be uh, picking up some good finance to be able to, uh, to, to be able to afford that. Um, 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 so anyway, but, but Roscoe's here, so we'll chat with him later, my other fellow king. And uh, well, <laughs> well. What a man he is! This is he's. I, I can't say he's my favourite because because Stu's not here, but but he is really. But this is this is this is the hutch. This is the hutch man. We drove to FGR on Saturday and we drove there and we drove back. We took lots of detours. We'll tell you all about it in a minute. We had lots of fun. We chatted lots of rubbish all the way there, all the way back. It's the hutch man. He builds hutches. He knocks them down, puts them up again. He knocks them down. He's got rabbits, horses, cats, dogs. It's Andy Hutch Warren. Andy, how are you this morning? As hyped as you. Um... Run me through the Spanish that you were speaking at the start. All the all the porky Spanish was that. I d- didn't recognise a lot of those words. What long grande pianolas? Yep. La, la, la cuente, por favor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You see, you didn't. Yes, you didn't. Right. I speak. I speak Spanish. You see, I really could have got involved in any Spanish players Whipswich signed over the years. I could have been. You could, ask them, you could ask them for the bill, could you? That's <laughs> that, that's a, that is about it. Well, I could. See, I, could I know them. my Spanish, mate. I can. I, I know what you just said. Oh, you, caught, you caught me out there, didn't you? And there's me thinking I'm being very clever with my Spanish. Yeah. And you just go, well, he's only, he's only said, can I have the bill, please? Exactly. Dos cervezas, por favor. Oh, wow. You're joking. Not two. Well, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Para, para mí y mi... Uh... <laughs> That's it. Yeah, for me for me and my friend Mike. Para mí y con Mike. Con ah, with Mike. Sí, si, si la casa grande. Si. Big house. Yeah, big house, uh, Rojo, Rojo, Rojo Casa. I did call it house again. Anyway, the Red House. Yeah, the Red House. Do you know what? It's extraordinary that our Kings of Anglia friends here think so. Wow, these they're actual linguists. Linguists on. They're not just speaking. They speak all sorts of languages. Roscoe, I know you're dying to come in with a bit of Albanian there. So come on, give us some. Uh, I'm, uh, some Italian for you. You know, ciao. Come on, stay. You know all that. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. See. See. No, definitely pizza, pasta. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're fluent. That's sorted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sorted. Pizza is yeah. not an Italian Italian word. Pizza's pizza. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. that's all. Yeah. Well, I'm sure our friends enjoyed the first couple of minutes of us uh, showing our linguistic skills there, which uh, were which border on the ordinary. But get us, they get us around Europe, don't they, Andy? They get us around Europe, which is which is the main thing. Just about. <laughs> 
anyway look hey look it's um it's uh what 48 hours i suppose coming up 48 hours since uh since town picked up their first win at forest green rovers on saturday first win of the season um and great great i mean that's it's, it's you know wonderful but andy we i'll just start with yourself we we, we tootled up together didn't we to the to the gloucestershire countryside i mean that was a it was quite a little journey wasn't it it was lovely it was just the two of us on the way there um although we did queue up for the cop doc roundabout with Ross and uh, and his mates. A group of young lads just swearing at us at the cop doc roundabout, and again on the A on the A twelve turned out to be Ross and his his reprobate friends. Um, yeah, it was lovely. We put the world to, worlds to rights, didn't we? In the four hours in the four hours in the car, um, spoke a lot about about children, uh, about our children, and a lot about Speedway, which. Yes. Um, a very high powered, highly charged and emotional conversation about Speedway, which ended at with a, a small stop off at, at Swindon to look at um probably one of the most bleak looking sporting venues that there is in this country at the moment because it's all been knocked down, but it's a former haunt of mine. Anyway, um that's a that's a digression. Mm. But um yeah, lovely lovely journey, wasn't it, Mike? And then and then we reached Gloucestershire. Truck fest. Yes. Yes, well, fortunately, Truck Fest was on there, and the, uh, the queues the other way were, were, were substantial, weren't they? We're glad we were going on there on the other road away from Truck Fest because that looked very busy. And then we went. went the, I mean, a lot of fans actually mentioned this. That there was we went into the countryside because Forest Green, if you haven't been there before, which obviously a lot of us hadn't, is really in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's it's just in the middle of nowhere, and there was horses, horses in the road and on those sides of the road, Andy, as we as we went through some little Cotswold village, didn't we? Lovely, yeah, they did look like they were about to stray onto the road at mm. one point, and then then we had a little drive through. You quite like Minchinhampton, didn't you? Yes, you, that little that little town. And as we drove in there, Mike was like, "Oh, it's a it's a proper town square." Yes, and then yeah, that was nice. And then uh, and then we reached Nailsworth. And a little farmer's market there, wasn't there? They were selling eggs and milk and all sorts of things. And probably, probably if I'd asked, they'd they'd have made me a thick shake of some sort but i didn't ask stop so roscoe did you have this experience on your way to follow screen because i know a lot of town fans did they 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 it, they loved the journey it was it was not like bombing down the m4 or bombing up the m6 and just pulling off left it was nice yeah it was nice you know lovely scenery you know the cotswold is lovely um yeah we were a bit worried about the horses it's like yeah they're gonna, gonna stray in the road in a minute uh, so we had to be a bit careful because we were like wondering oh no this is a bit of a queue here but it's basically cars just being careful with the horses um but you had to go down like this dodgy hill you know where you're like can we really fit through here with our car <laughs> um but yeah it was, it was interesting like we, we jokingly said in the car on the way back you know it felt like you know hot fuzz you know the the, the movie hot fuzz going to one of those villages and uh it was you an are. experience yeah it was a very unique away day and uh yeah it's yes yeah, what, what you have to do now in league one you have to go to these sort of places but it's a, it was a lovely place Gloucestershire. Mm. And your little thoughts on uh, on little thoughts on uh, the new lawn, as it's called, um, at Forest Green. I mean, we yeah, I quite liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, I know, I know. I'm sure Ross could probably speak about this in a bit more a bit more depth. But I, I think there were some some issues for the fans in terms of getting food and drink and things like that. Um, but the ground itself was lovely in the sun. They've they've lent quite heavily into their green and black colour color scheme so that's there's a lot of green and black around um talk about some food in a minute which was nice um but yeah it's a nice yeah really nice a really nice ground that i was looking forward to going to and um glad glad that i've been is that unique is kind of like uh, 
I like grounds like that that are like lots of different stands clearly built at different times kind of all stitched mm. together to create a bit of an odd football ground and um yeah I really really liked it mm. of course they were non-league only in 2017 so they've come through, you know they're, they're a very new football league club you can see how they've Forest Green developed over the years. Um, you need we need, need to be sort of an Olympic gymnast to get into the uh, into the uh, press area, didn't you, Andy? You had to sort of be a turn and twist, and uh, I mean all sorts of. I mean, at my age, quite frankly, trying to talk, like doing a samba underneath the things to try and sort of get towards my laptop was was rather complicated. But how did the town fans find it then, uh, uh, Ross? You chatted to someone. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of food issues, but overall, did they enjoy it? Yeah, I think the, the big word is it was just so unique. You know, I think a lot of people, if they're wanting to tick off the 92, that was one ground they were looking to do. And uh, yeah, the queues were pretty long. But when you got over a thousand away fans, there's always going to be queues for the beer, for the food. I think even at half time, they sold out of the pies. And I think there's a few people like, oh no, Ross, I can't, I can't have, uh, can't have a pie. I want to try one of the pies. But luckily, apparently, a lady came with this tray of freshly baked pies so some fans were able to get the pies but um it was a you know the terrace was very weird like it was across the whole length of the pitch um so you had a few people singing over there then a few singing there um but as a as a whole i think everyone just enjoyed the experience of being there of course a win it topped it um a sunny day of course the fans were basically right in full view of the sun so um hopefully everyone did wear their sun cream um, but I'm sure the experience of just getting to the ground was um, one to live in the memory for a lot of people. I know uh, people I travel with to the game, good old Liam from Crew, Matt Macon and Paul, big shout out to them. Um, we got the park and ride in and uh, apparently one of the park and rides actually got stuck on the hill. It couldn't actually get up. So I think it had to get, you know, I don't know, I don't know how they had to saw it. I think they pushed it or whatever, but um, it was a bit, yeah worrying because like these big buses, like these, you know, small little tight roads, um, but yeah, a very unique away day. I think that's what we're we're calling it. Excellent, very good, very good assessment there, Ross. You don't mind me saying sometimes your assessments I never really understand, but I understood that completely. That's very, very good. Thank you very much. Excellent, good. And I loved the the, the the well, we parked at the primary school, didn't we, Andy? And then as we we're coming back to uh, get into our car at about ten past six, we suddenly worried perhaps the primary school gates might be closed because we hadn't bothered to check. Bear in mind, the little car was sitting there all on its own in the car park. But uh, hey, I mean that's all about the day. A quick word about the game. Look, we, the, the game's been talked about a lot and written about a lot already, so we know, uh, Andy. You know, here we are. Like I say, a few uh, couple of days on. I mean. What are your reflections then on that performance um, from Ipswich Town? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot you could talk about, isn't there? Two two good goals. We can talk about those in a minute. But I think just think an overall theme of um, I like how they saw that through. Um, that that's the big takeaway from me. Uh, I think you spoke to Marcus Harness after the game, and he obviously wasn't around last season. But he he was saying that the talk in the dressing room was that last season we we would have drawn or or even lost this. This game, which from a 2-0 winning position at half-time should have been un- unthinkable. Um, but nervy moments, saw them out just and then actually went on to be quite comfortable in the in the closing stages. And that, that was the big takeaway from me because they need to be better at that. They need to be so much better at getting leads and protecting them. That was an issue particularly at the start of last season under Paul Cook. Playing against the promoted sides last season was a massive issue all season. Uh, they didn't win any of their eight games against promoted League Two teams last season, which is pathetic, quite frankly. And to to have got one on the board already and see a game out like that, regardless of what went on before and regardless of the the, the kind of the manic 
15 minutes or so that could have lost it for them. That's the big thing for me. Just that that's my big takeaway. Mm, I'm pretty well the same, really, Andy. I must admit, so I did speak to Marcus Harness afterwards, and it was interesting that he brought up that that stat about having not you know, only taken four points from the from the promoted league two clubs of last season. It's obviously been discussed. It's obviously been discussed, which I like. I like to think they discuss these things in the changing room and don't sort of just us who talk about it. They actually know that. Kieran McKenna's obviously made them very aware of that and, and drilled it into them that, look, guys, you do realise you only took four points. You know, I mean, I love that sort of thing because I think that's fans need to know that. Rather than keep talking about free kicks, corners and set, they actually talk about the mental side of the game, which is this is what you actually didn't do last season. You've got to, it's got to change. So there was a lot. I, I sense there was a lot of, I mean, we all sat listen to Kieran afterwards as well, Kieran McKenna. There's a little sense of relief, wasn't there, Andy, in, 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 in perhaps the way he was, not relief, but sort of he was glad to get that one over the line. Yeah, yeah, he, he would he would have been. like It, it took Ipswich, I think it was game seven, and he obviously wasn't here at this point, but they didn't yeah. win a game until game seven of last season, which, again, not good enough, and it left them playing catch-up all season. So, so to win in game two will be a relief. It, it wasn't, you know, it, it, there, there were moments where it looked like that may well not have happened. Like the, the first goal, Marcus Harness's goal, that came because of Christian Walton coming out, rushing out and narrowing an angle and, and denying Forest Green. Then within a minute, Towner ahead. Um, as a goal ruled out for offside, once Forest Green have come back into it um, at 2-1, which would have made it 2-2. And then a brilliant double save from Christian Walton, which, which um, would have made it 2-2, or if that goal had stood, could have even made it 3-2 to Forest Green. So um, there were nervy moments, but I, th- I think he would have been relieved that that moment passed, but also incredibly pleased with what he saw from his team in the final 20 minutes, because I thought they they got themselves back on a footing in that game and were, were supremely solid. Then the nine minutes went up, um, which nine minutes is... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not quite sure where nine minutes came from. There, there were some stoppages, but that was a bit, a bit mad. But actually, I don't think Ipswich were overly troubled within them. They, they saw that out fine, and and the nervy moments just didn't come because it, Ipswich made sure they didn't. So, yeah, relief. I'm, I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking we'll see a lot of these high numbered extra time minutes this season. I'll tell you why because of all these substitutions. Because of course, I know you can only make. Th- three ones at a time but it does take up an awful long time these subs these days they players sort of stroll off the pitch about half a mile an hour especially if you're winning um so i think you might see a bit more of those those high added numbers anyway roscoe um the town fans afterwards then yeah just a quick reaction from them i they were relieved pleased happy overjoyed sort of worried anything what was their thoughts at half time, I think there's a few fans that came over to me and said, "This is not going to be a Cambridge 2.0, is it, Ross?" Because you know we were two 0 up, cruising against Cambridge last season, and then of course we then drew two two, and uh, luckily that wasn't the case this game. But I think yeah, just relief. Um, you know, we're now up and running, first win of the season, first three points in the bag. Um, I think pretty happy with the performance. You know, Sam Morsey's goal. Um, you know what a goal that was, and just you know some standout players. You know, Lee Evans and Sam Morsey partnership is improving week by week. Um, you know, Cameron Burgess came in for Luke Wolferden. You know, Wolferden missed out on this game because of the illness. And Burgess, I thought, did really well, actually. You know, really assured. And Christian Walton, a lot of praise for him. You know, that double save. He's just a top-class goalkeeper. He's going to win us a lot of points this year because, yeah, if he isn't in that net, you know, we're conceding goals. And, yeah, we could have, as I said, we could have lost three to if, the, you know, he didn't say that in a disallowed goal. So, um, you know, a lot of relieved faces. And uh, they left Forest Green very happy, even though, you know, some may have missed out on a, a beer or a pint. 
Yes, well, we, well, but we we didn't miss out. We didn't miss out on a pie, did we, Andy? I must confess, we had the Q the Q Dog Brew, whatever it was called. What was it called, Andy? I forgot what it's called now. The Q the Q Dog, the Q Dog. Not what did I say? Brew then? What did that mean? Uh, the brew goes with the dog. Uh, the so brew dog. brew dog beer, mm, um, and the meat the the meat substitute was corn. So that's the Q Q uh-huh. for corn, dog for brew dog. Yeah. Um, we enjoy, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, I must be honest. I quite enjoyed the pie. I'm sure. Not, did, 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 did town fans, Roscoe? Did anyone say about? It? I mean, I, I, I do have a bit of my my son is vegan, so I, I'm I'm used to them. Did you did you have a did you have a did they say anything about the pies? I didn't have a pie, which was sad. Um, wow. I just didn't. I didn't want to go into that queue. Um, but I think a lot of people were praising it. I think they're happy with it. Um, I think some people, as I said, they were just relieved to actually get one because yeah, the queue and when it, when they got told it got sold out, and then this woman comes along with a nice fresh batch of them. I think everyone was like, "Yes, I can eat." Because you know you can eat chips and stuff, but you want to have you want a pie of chips, as we all know, Mike. Um, mm. But no, I think it's a, another unique away day experience in terms of the food because yeah, normally you can munch into a, a nice burger. But um, they experienced the Q dogs, so um, I think a few few liked it. Good, excellent, right? Well, look, that's FGR. Before we finish FGR, do you guys like I keep putting FGR? And did you like that? I'm sort of, you know, I don't do the whole forest green right. My report, I kept putting FGR. I hope people understood what that meant. You're, sure. you're very much on. I think that's that, that's a brand that they they are very much kind of pushing. So I think you're, wow. I think Dale Vince and um, the people at, F, at FGR will be will be absolutely delighted with you. Almost as delighted as Kieran McKenna will have been with uh, with his goalkeeper's performance, among others, at the weekend. Well, before we move on, as I say, quick word, Andy. I just want to, I just want to say two words. Um, a, a player I think is, 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 is outstanding in this division. She's got better and better as the season. Last season went on and he dominated on Saturday. Um, Ipswich Town, what a, what, a, what a captain, Sam Morsey. Yeah, yeah, we know. We know what Sam Morsey can do. Um He's he's got drive both for himself and for the collective. I think we 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 both would have seen. I'm sure many would have seen the the little uh, little berating he sent in the direction of Marcus Harness when a loose ball was miscontrolled and rolled out of play. But yeah, he's um he's a top top midfielder in the league, and it was a really a really nice goal as well. Um, nice goal as well, wasn't it? That he he missed a headed chance inside the box, which he would think he should have done better with. Uh, he obviously had the one against Bolton a week ago that he should have done better with to win that game. But ultimately, he has won this game for Ipswich with a, a goal from outside the box. I think Lee Evans is worthy of a a bit of a discussion as well, because I don't think Morsi can be the player that he is without without Evans in there. It's his job to sit sit deeper, screen in front of the black back four, um, pick up possession, pop it off um, and get Ipswich playing. So... He did that really well at the weekend, and I think it it drew Forest Green onto onto Ipswich a little bit. Where when Evans had the ball, and the amount of times he just popped the ball off to Morsi, who had ten or fifteen yards in front of him to move into and get Ipswich moving up up the pitch. So a really good um, a really good performance from him, and a, and a, a really well functioning centre of the midfield. Mm. It's going to be interesting with Dominic Ball when he eventually becomes fit, isn't it? I mean, he's not just going to stroll back into that. So that's centre nope. midfield parting, is he? Nope, don't think he will. Oh, that's going to be interesting. All right, right, right. Well, Roscoe, I mean, you did quickly mention um, uh, Christian Walton, and um, and also, I mean, uh, Leif Davis has is, is, is come into the side. I mean, he 
had a little bit of a sticky game on, on Saturday. It probably was. He's still settling in, isn't he? And I think, you know, I, I read someone said on the one um, on one of the forums today about, you know, Maurizio Tarico, a long time ago now, but when he first came in he, at left back, he had a he had some sticky periods. So, hey, look, Leif Davis is a, is a, is a good player and he's, he's going to get better. And he, you know, you could tell by his little disappointment of being uh, uh, substituted. Um, but um, he's going to come good, Ross, I think, I hope. Yeah, I think I thought he was growing into the game actually, and then of course he came off with a bit of a niggle, and um, I think he must be frustrated. You know, this is an opportunity for him really to to kick on. You know, he's had a good you know full week on the training ground with his teammates. Um, you know, I thought he was growing into the game, but yeah, I think you know he wouldn't be a million pound player if he wasn't any good. So mm. um, I think you just got to give him time, um, and it's just you know it's great to have you know Greg Lee as an option to come off the bench as well because I thought Greg Lee once again showed what he can do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think no fans are getting worried about Leif Davis already. I think they're just going to give him time because he's, you know, just now betting in to his new teammates, and um, I'm sure we'll see the best of him soon. And finally, Andy, we finish on. We'll finish about FGR now. Just finally, the substitutes. This ability to have five subs now is really going to benefit top sides. I mean. We'll talk a little bit about West Ham Man City later on for a, for a different reason. But you look at Manchester City's bench and who they could bring on. Well, Ipswich Town haven't quite got that sort of quality. But in League One, they do have quite a bench, Andy. And that's going to be quite significant, I think, in the, in the months ahead. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, yeah, you're right. It's not quite the same as... I think Man City brought on Riyad Mahrez in the 88th minute. Um, <laughs> Ipswich, Ipswich can't quite do that. But um, look, they've got... They've got players on that bench that can can change games. I thought this was really interesting this weekend, and we saw the same the same group of substitutes largely coming in coming into the game at, against Bolton. Kind of injected a spark and injected some life into it, um, some attacking life with with Town pushing for a winner. This time they obviously brought threat, but I thought the group of substitutes this time John Jules, Jackson, Aluko. Um, came into this and Vincent Young was another as well, came, came into this one um, and calmed it down a little bit. So like different, a different, different roles perhaps, but, but the same, the same outcome, same positive kind of outcome from the mm. subs bench. So yeah, it's, um it's definitely a weapon. And we, we were saying on the podcast last week about how um being one of those substitutes is almost like a, kind of a role in itself now like a, a proper proper role um in the yeah. team so um yeah i think it could suit Ipswich, and it's no surprise that they all seem very positive about it well look here we are the kings of anglia podcast i hope friends are enjoying listening to us three sort of a chat away here this uh, monday morning after after the first the first big w of the season is on the score score chart big w is is, is there um it took 15 years last last season to get one. Now, now we've got one within two games. That's right. W, Ross. Big W with your fingers there. It's very, very interesting. I wonder what you were doing there for a second. But anyway, um, now, look, we've got Colchester United in the Carabao Cup. Now, I really want to be interested to know my friend, Mr. Warren here, what he thinks of this Carabao Cup match tomorrow night or Tuesday night against Colchester United. The last, what seems like a million years, it's probably only six. We just throw away our second game after a good Oh, first for a Carabao Cup game after a, after a positive start to the season we have had over the years. Not perhaps last season, but we have had in years gone by. There's going to be changes, Andy, isn't there? Uh, Colchester United at home. Um, and uh, you've had a chat this morning. So who do you have a chat with this morning? Caden Jackson, who uh, doesn't probably doesn't take a, a brain surgeon to work out that the fact he was put forward for that conversation to um, to kind of 
suggests that he might might be one of the players that come into the side. And look, there'll be a group of players there that are very much looking forward to getting a start and um, having a chance to show what they can do. But in the car, on the, we, we say so many times that if we if we could find a way to properly record our conversations that we have in the hour, first hour driving away from away games, um, make some pretty good good audio with some good some good football debate and chat in that time among other things which the other things not broadcastable are they mike no i i, I tend to swear a lot in the car on the way home i did notice that and my wife's always turned me off for having my, a bit of a potty mouth which i do apologize for i, I don't on the on the, on the podcast because i'm very aware the heath monster would uh, would obviously dismiss me immediately if i if i ever uh, would he he he, he, well, likes, he chuck he likes to chuck him chuck him in himself yeah. I, I think. yes to be fair he does he does he does chuck in the odd the odd rude one but i mean overall i think i would be i would be dismissed as 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 an as, as being very naughty if i if i if i let my sort of bad language was to come out but yes you're right and we do chat some good stuff on the way i expect you and Stu chat even more interesting stuff than me and you we had a good chat on the way home didn't we um about the culture game coming up as well um look i've even read people already saying forget the garibald cup we don't want to win at this we don't have to do with it we just want to get promoted and i'm thinking i just don't get this and what a winning is winning and that's what i want town to do tomorrow night win um do you keep the same? No, you're not going to keep the same eleven, are you? That played at four. Of course, you're not. But do you need to make eight changes? I think a seven or eight. That's what he's going to do. I think because he implied that after match chat with us. So I think it's going to be that. But do you then lose that the momentum? I don't, I don't know, Andy. What I mean, what do you think? What you know, it's probably going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we know we know the pattern of it, and I can see I can see the logic. There's a lot of kind of data at at football clubs fingertips that tell them certain things about loading players and and giving them certain amount of minutes and and when that might catch up with them and and things like that. So I I get that that's a really big part of the modern game and clearly there are going to be some players that you think actually they probably should dip out. Like for example Wes Burns, I think we can all see that Wes Burns hasn't started this season in the in the manner that we I've become accustomed to with him. It's not to say he's not contributing because I thought he did do some some good things on Saturday, but he's not the flying right sider that that tore the league apart on certain occasions last season. And we probably know why that is because he had a very busy summer, a very emotional summer, I sh- should imagine as well. Um, could he benefit from maybe having a bit of a rest? Probably. But then you talk about someone like Ladapo, um, who I quite like what I've seen from Ladapo so far. When when he signed, I think you no, know, I, I think we talked about we talked about it, and I it wasn't as I said, it wasn't one that hugely excited me. But I like I like what I've seen. I wanted to judge him with my own eyes, and I quite like what I've seen from him so far in kind of an understated way. But he would really benefit from scoring a couple of goals, mm. and and then. Um, so is this Colchester game one that you play him in and, and hope that he does that and then takes that into MK Dons? And you made the point in the car on the way home that I think we'd both agree that Caden, Caden Jackson deserves to start a game as well. That's the other mm. side of this. There are players deserving of starting. But you made, made the point in the car on the way home, Mike. Like, What happens if Caden Jackson comes into this side and scores two goals? Where does that leave Freddie Ladapo, the man who was kind of judged to be the right man to start the first two games and all things being equal probably deserves to start the third one as well against MK Dons. But, but what do you then, what do you then 
do? You put the player back in who hasn't been scoring in place of the one who has, and it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Well, I agree. This is totally interesting for me because if say say Jackson starts and scores a hat trick, what happens on Saturday? What happens? Because if he doesn't start, what is that saying? It's just it's almost as though well, Ladapo would have got a hat trick, or, or it's to me. I sometimes think there's too many changes for the sake of too many changes. And there's, there's too many stats. There's too many red zones, green zones, orange zones. Probably because I come from an era where players played 60 games a season and didn't really worry about it and played three times a week and didn't worry about it. I'm not saying you're going to play your same 11 tomorrow against Colchester. You start. Of course you're not. But I just don't like the lack of momentum if you've created by winning at Forest Green. If something was to go wrong against Colchester and lose 2-1 or something like that, suddenly that just oh, edgy thing. Then what are you going to do for Saturday? Then what are you going to do for Saturday? Say, oh, well, all these guys who came in, of course, that was their fault. So we'll go back to... And I just think sometimes you create more problems you sort of solve. Solve by making so many changes, which is going to happen. It's going to happen, isn't it, Ross? There's going to be plenty of changes. Yeah, that's the, that's the normal theme going into cup games. We've seen that in the past. Um, even on... I don't know. On the Paul Cook, we didn't make too many changes, did we, for the new Port County guy? I think it was mad changes. Um, there's quite a few like yeah. Bond, Bond started that game having yeah. come off the bench okay scrap that what I just said yeah he did make changes and of course we lost against Newport County last year and we we, we always get knocked out really early doors actually in the League Cup um, on the same boat as you guys though really I'd, I'll make a few changes like where's Burns he looks knackered and maybe a few other players but just keep players who are in form and you know just you want that winning mentality still in that, that the squad. You know, we just won our first game on the weekend. Continue that on on Tuesday. I'm sure town fans still would like us to have a nice cut run. I know we're focusing on the league, promotion, all that jazz. But for me, I want to win cup games this year because it's just that, that momentum going into the next game. Definitely for Saturday against Milton Keynes. That's going to be a massive game on Saturday. They're a, they're a top team in this division. Um, so one or two changes, but nothing mad. Um, give maybe some players an opportunity to start, like Caden Jackson, maybe. But then we're talking about the Dapo. You know, he hasn't scored yet. He could score a couple of goals against Colchester, and then happy days. He's on fire again now. But um, it, yeah, it's one of those. It's a common theme going into these cup games. Are there going to be changes? Most likely, yes. It is interesting, isn't it? Like, I think it was Ross. I'd, I'd actually, I think they made ten changes last oh, season oh, for the oh. new for the new for the Newport game. But I, I. I'm torn on it because I do I do enjoy these games because I do enjoy watching watching the kind of the outsiders come in and have a chance to show what they can do. Um, there's an I'm sure there's an element of of Kieran McKenna feeling that look there are certain players here. If you talk about someone like Raheem Harper, um, Cameron Burge obviously Burge has played at the weekend, but people like him and Darba. It's like if you don't give them a game in this one, you don't know when the next time you're going to get to evaluate them on a football pitch is, which is a valid a valid point. Um, Cameron Humphreys will hope to start this game, and I think we'd all like to watch him play. So there's 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 definitely elements of, it, but I, I if it was me, I'd probably I'd probably keep the overall structure of my team the same, but 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 plop a couple in that I really want to have a look at. So. For example, Wes Burns comes out the side. Maybe have a look at Kyle Edwards, but in a in the proper Ipswich Town team that you want that you want to see him functioning in sort of going forward. So play him alongside Morsey, alongside Evans with Chaplin in there, and and then you can really get a true reading of well, Kyle Edwards can can play in that in that right sided role, and I've got a real option there. Play play maybe play Cameron Humphreys in the centre of midfield, but alongside someone like either Morsey or Evans rather than with Harper because 
Yeah. I don't know if you'll get a true evaluation of both of either of those players by playing them together, but if you play them within the first like the first team structure, maybe you can come away with a with a kind of a a full evaluation of them. But I am torn on it because I do completely understand what what I think probably the bulk of managers up and down the league would would argue on on this and Ultimately, if they go and beat MK Dons on Saturday, it's, it's almost irrelevant what team was put out on Tuesday night. But um, yeah, being, it'll be interesting to see just how many get made. I mean, I think the thing is what we just remember is this is this is all very rather a, a popular change to football over the last decade, really, where clubs suddenly decided that Champions League was the most important thing. This is all come from the top leagues, top clubs, remember, not it's just filtered down now. It didn't used to be this way for League One teams and League and, and even championship teams. It's only the Premier League teams with their huge squads who suddenly decided to, you know, say, right, we're making 12 changes. 15 million changes, you know, they started that and it's just filtered down and announced and to teams like Ipswich Town in League One, even we're deciding to, oh, we'll make 10 changes then. It's just become a, it's just become a thing rather than an obvious reason. There's no, it hasn't, hasn't really helped Ipswich um, in the last, in their league uh, pursuits over the last half a dozen years at all. So mm. anyway, doesn't really matter. So few thoughts, I mean, a few thoughts then, um, Ross on, on the culture game, um, obviously a few ex, Ex-Ipswich Town player is going to be popping up. Yeah, the old dogs. Luke Chambers, Cole Scoose, Alan Judge, Freddie Sears. That's everyone, I think. I think Emmy Hughes is injured again, unfortunately. He is. Tommy Smith. Oh, yeah, Tommy Smith. Good old Tommy Smith. Miles, um, Miles Kenlock's gone to... Um, where's Miles gone? Yeah, Miles Kenlock has moved to Cumbria. <laughs> yeah. um, it's nice in Cumbria. I've had a lovely, couple of lovely holidays in Cumbria. Andy, you must be honest. Yeah. Would you move yeah. there? Having lived in the southeast or like South London and then Suffolk for your entire life, would you well you move on your own up move on your own up there as a young man in your early twenties on a one year no. contract? <laughs> well, Silith is a nice golf course. That's probably all I know. So if you can become a member there, that's uh, that's quite a nice place. But uh, yeah, um, and I have been to Workington Speedway, but I must confess that was a bit bleak. <laughs> yeah, so prob- probably probably no. Now you've actually put me off. Now, now I'll, I'll stay where I am. Well, Miles has moved, so yeah, I, I wish him all the best because I think I think this the next move for Miles Kenlock. This is a this is a great tangent, isn't it? Away from yeah. the culture. The next move from for Miles Kenlock was going to be really really interesting one because he's obviously spent much of his formative footballing life in the Ipswich Academy, um, and then a loan move. The only loan move he's ever had was to Colchester, which is was packed with people that he knew incredibly well so he's going out on his own here and I think this is where Miles Kenlock's career will um hopefully start um he can he could kind of go out on his own and, and and set a tone for the rest of his career from from this point on yeah good luck to Miles so uh, yeah anyway Roscoe sorry yeah so we go you 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 were you were, you were rattling off all the ex-town players and we, we, we just we just totally interrupted you and, and went off on a tangent towards Cumbria which as we said is a very nice county so um but yeah so you're looking forward to seeing uh seeing some of the old boys I would say look forward to it um I'm actually not at the game so I won't be looking forward to going um but I hope we do win uh, last time we played Colchester and against the old dogs um we Drew and we did we, we beat him on penalties, didn't we? Just about. Did they beat us? Uh, no, Ipswich won that we won. shootout. I yes, think we, we went through. The why, next you, why, round. why? Why do you keep calling the old dogs? I don't understand. I, d- I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's just it's just it's in my okay. head right now. 
that, 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 dog, you think of Q, you think of Q dog pie, aren't you? That's a trouble. Yeah, I think so. Uh, good old, my good old phrase, good old Luke Chambers, good old Cole Skews, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> you can't call it your good old phrase. No, no. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, you know, it's a League Two team, Colchester, that they struggled last year. Um, I think they've done okay so far. I don't think they've, you know, put up trees so far in League Two, but we've got to win these games and hopefully Kieran McKenna, this is his first opportunity to play in a cup game as well because I don't think he was here when we were in the Papa John's or the FA Cup. So, his first ever cup fixture. So, um, hopefully he gets that up and running and we're into second round and that's when Premier League clubs come in, don't they? So, we can look out for maybe some of those. They come in as early as that, Andy, do they? Round two, yeah. yeah. The um, the non the non European, non European, yeah. non European ones. So um, I think Ipswich played Fulham in in the COVID season. They oh, played Fulham, Fulham in round two. Um, so yeah, um, I think I think maybe did, um, did Norwich come in in round two as the last of as a relegated club? I don't know if they do or not. Um, I think at least one of the relegated clubs don't enter till round two. Uh, so I mean, they, 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 they can, I think are, are they because they finished bottom? Yeah. Are they? I think yeah. they might, they might, they might be in it then. But yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts, then, Andy? How do you see this one playing yeah, out? Just, just want them to win. Really want them to win. Um, I think they probably <coughs> will. Um, I think, like as Ross just said, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Kieran McKenna managing a team in the cup because it was purely league all the way. They were dumped mm-hmm. out of all of the cups by the time. By the time Kieran McKenna came in, interested to see what team he picks. I think there will be changes, but there are players in there that I really want to see. I want to see Jackson. I want to see John Jules from a start. I think Aluko will play and could well captain the team. Um, we know they're good players. Obviously, the, the Newport game you were talking about earlier, Ross, was that the night where Sonny Aluko made his debut and looked incredibly rusty before before coming round. So, we, you know, you, I think that's a, a, a point to show that you can't judge how it's hard to judge these players on just coming into the team for a cup game. Obviously, Luca yeah. was slightly different because he'd only just signed, but um, Vincent Young, I'm sure, will play. So there's, there's players there that you, you, you're you thinking are going to have more than enough to beat a League Two team, you'd, you'd hope. Um, they've got just one point from their first two games so far. So, um, yeah, I want to see them progress. And I, they've got a squad that's big enough to... Um, to attack on a few fronts this season. So uh, they get a win and get through to, to round two and hopefully um, hopefully a, a bigger bigger team and a bigger test. Right. Now, that's it then. This is, it's, it's all about, guess the scoreline time, the prediction time. This is time we do a prediction on the big game at Portman Road tomorrow, Ipswich Town versus Colchester United, Carabao Cup. I'm going to go to Roscoe first because Roscoe, I think, bearing in mind, you say you're not going to be there? Yeah, I'm not there. Oh, nor am I. Never mind. Anyway, so, but we still do a scoreline, can't we? Because that's exciting to do a prediction. We like predictions. So go on then, Roscoe. Throw us one. Well, I've been predicting the last two games and I've gotten bang on. 1-1 and then 2-1. So let's, um... just, let's just stop right there. You have already got the first two predictions yeah. of this. Bear in mind, last season, you didn't get one right. Or did you get one right? I think you got one right. You... I got, I got a few, got a few right. Yeah. <laughs> have you just, have you just assumed that Ross got them all wrong? Yes, I have. Because <laughs> yes, because I know what sort of things he'd have said. He has said things like, "Oh, we got Forest Green, we're going to win six 0 and stupid things like that. So I know he got that's, most of them wrong. That's Mark's job. 
Yeah, you, it, you're getting yeah, people confused yeah. there. I'm ah. the negative one. I'll be the negative one. Yeah, we're ah. just about win this or just about, you know, draw this one. But no. Um, apologies. Apologies, Roscoe. You're more the negative oh. one. Right? Well, well, anyway, you didn't get many right. So now this season, you've got two out of two, you're saying already. This is extraordinary because I bet you, if I asked every, every single Ipswich Town fan in the stadium, right, on Saturday, have you got, did you get the first two? I bet you it's about 1%, not even that. That's how, that's how high up you are. In the in the guest that's gone then tell us what we well, must just tell us what the score is going to be then and then we won't decide whether to go or not. Rostradamus is back. Yeah, uh two nil, two nil. Solid solid performance. Yeah, I like that. If you get that right as well, Roscoe, I'm not joking. That is this is extraordinary. And and you're, I, well, I, I'm going to go for three nil. Andy, I've got I've got three nil. As yeah. well, but we know it's going to be two nil. Yeah, so we're just having a laugh, aren't we? Just both, we're just both, <laughs> we're just, just, we're just, just mucking about. Me and you, yeah, me and you, just mucking about. We might as well just say ten nil because we know it's going to be two nil. Might as well say anything. Well done, Roscoe. I didn't realize very, very close. I mean, how, just very quickly change the subject for like thirty seconds. How's your how's your driving theories test coming along? Is it is it any get any? I've got one this Thursday, so brace yourself, ladies and gentlemen. I will um, announce it. I'm sure we'll do a podcast on Thursday at some point, and hopefully it's before or after, probably it's after, it'll have to be after, of course, the theory test, so I can tell you the result. So, well, um, yeah, fingers crossed. No, we don't talk too much about it, Ross. We've talked about you're driving far too much on this pod, so, I mean, we're just, we're just, we're, at least we now know what's going on. All right, Andy. Now, the millionaire picks. This million, is million pound picks. What did I say? Millionaire. That's the shortbread. I mean, yeah, there's actually an aftershave million million have you ever tried that aftershave million it's called million gold gold goldy so yeah it's quite nice actually very expensive they all well, quite expensive not very expensive quite savage is my favorite aftershave though andy i don't know about yourself yeah i'm not oh, really right. a, I, I have no. some aftershaves um obviously manscapes manscaped oh. um yeah. uh, de toilette is is the best in the world Yes, of course. Um, I appreciate they, that. They do one, I believe. But mm. aftershave's not really not really a passion of mine. If if it's aftershave you want, mm. um Ipswich Town head of media, Marcus Nash, uh very, very big into his aftershave. He uh, if you if you want some aftershave chat, Mike, you're best off mm. going to him rather than Mm. well i do i do like my aftershaves i like the color expensive i do i like to do actually i put it on on saturday andy uh for our trip you didn't mention i sort of smelt nice i don't know why you i'm not i suppose i found a bit odd if you had suddenly said that but um i you, you didn't you didn't rose I'll, I'll open my nostrils i'll i'll, I'll flare okay. my nostrils a bit more next time but i'm sure you smelt wonderful um okay. of course roscoe with his beard doesn't want any on so we won't bother about that but anyway um go back to andy and your uh million pound picks and andy where 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 are we at after after the fgr1 ipswich town two this, 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 what, what happened a solid haul um oh. the uh as as listeners will know sam morsey to score has been a regular bet of mine going back to kind of january time in million pound picks and uh he did at odds of eight to one, given to me by Mark Heath. So uh, I had fifty fifty thousand pounds of my of uh, of the company's money on that, and it won four hundred fifty four hundred fifty k. Sadly, my other bet was Town to win and hit the wit hit the woodwork, um, hit the woodwork twice. I think, or was it at least once? Well, either way, they didn't. No. Um, so that 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 part of it fell short. But we are we're in the plus territory already. We're in the black. The, the million pound pot currently has 1.38 million pounds in it so cash out 
I mean, that would be the sensible. Th- I mean, the sensible thing to do would be to cash out before yeah. this season even begins, wouldn't it? Yes. Just, just, just don't play. Keep don't the money. Well, we could all, we could all, we could all, all go to Saint Tropez. The five of us. Is that what you'd want to do with that money? I'm not sure if I'd ever see any of you again. If I'm completely honest, with <laughs> with 1.38 million pounds. Well, we could. You could. We could split. Well, I don't know. Anyway, okay, right. So that, but that's that's good, Andy. What a great start. So we have to have we have to have one for the Colchester United game, obviously coming up tomorrow or Tuesday Tuesday evening. Um, now, you obviously, I like the way you're sort of sitting back there, all relaxed, because you've got a good one here, haven't you? You've got a real, a real tasty one here. You want me to give you odds on, haven't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. It feels tasty, as tasty mm. as a Q dog pie and the green the green cola that we. We had didn't mention the green cola, did we? I quite like the I quite like green cola. Mm. I don't know if you can get it sort of red if it's readily available or not. I'll tell you what, it is more readily available. Can I just have a bit of a rant? Mm, absolutely, of course you can. Right, we went to Millwall in pre-season. Ross, did you come to Millwall? Were you at the Millwall game? No, we went went to Millwall in pre-season. Um, and Millwall for many years now have been sponsored by Husky Chocolate. You cannot buy Husky Chocolate. It's not a it's not a chocolate bar, it's a drink. So it's either they do a hot chocolate or like a milkshake kind of thing. They don't even sell it in the ground. You can't buy it in the UK. Absurd. It's ridiculous. I've tried to for years, since they started being sponsored by them, I thought, oh, try a husky chocolate. Yeah. They also sponsor the McLaren Formula One team. Um you can't buy it. They don't even sell it in like you you went up like I I have went up to one of the kiosks at the den and um they were selling like Cadbury's hot chocolate. Oh. Joke! It's a joke. Absolutely. What kind of what kind of what kind of sponsorship is that going on? Anyway, that's <laughs> that's an aside. Um, what, where are we at? Green Cola. Yeah, that was mm, nice. Green. It was all right, wasn't it? Very nice. I've never, I've never had Green Cola. I don't, I don't know what difference between Green Cola and any other cola or Pepsi Max. I or think whatever. I think all the sweeteners were kind of natural. All the sweeteners were, oh, were natural right. in it, and the caffeine was was from coffee beans rather than mm. kind of any added kind of chemical okay. or, or yeah. that kind of thing. Maybe a bit more natural. Yeah. I know. I know. Maybe made a little burp after I had a had a little sip. I must be honest. It, 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 didn't it? I yes, heard it did. that. It did. Yes. So, yeah. um, so that's the same sort of Coke I'm used to. Coke, Coke cola I'm used to. So, I mean, didn't I? Oh, quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Anyway, going back to this. So, we're going back to this um million million pound picks then, Andy, for for the Colchester United game. Where 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 are we at? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping my scoreline of of three nil comes in rather than Ross's two nil because it'll give me more of a chance of this coming off. But. I've gone for, and I need you to give me the odds on this, Mike, before I place my stake. I've gone for Tyrese John Jules, not only to score a goal, but also to provide an assist. Both. I see. Now, let me think about that because that's, I've watched, I've seen Tyrese a couple of times now. Skillful, tricky in that that last, he likes to get in the box and twist and turn a bit. I think he'll get a shot away. Um, and he'll, he'll set things up. It's quite a clever little bet, that Andy, because I mean that's not that's not impossible. That's going to come off, you know. That's not. So I'm not. I'm not going to be overzealously generous. I'm not going to give you like a thousand to one or anything silly because you'll you'll just you'll just take the Mickey out of it. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you nine to one. Okay, that's only slightly better odds than Sam Morsi just scoring a goal. So I'm going to put. I'm going to start playing this a bit more sensibly this season. I'm, I'm, Good. I'm going to, I'm, but it is early in the season, so I'm going to throw a little bit of money at this. I'm going mm. to put, I'm going to go for fifty thousand pounds on that. Mm. Which, what's that returning? That would return five hundred, uh, four hundred and fifty grand. Yeah. No, five hundred grand, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
But I'm, yeah. I'm, they're not over generous odds. I'll be honest with you, Andy. That's but fine. I'm, I'm, no, I'm I'll take make, the odds. I need to make money myself, obviously. You know, I, I, it's, you not just, it's not just about you. I mean, it seems to be all about you making lots of money to me. What about the bookie? He's got to make a little money. He can't exactly. Like you see at the, at the dog racing, the little blokes exactly. with their with their bags and their little exactly. and their little boards. They're not exactly. they're not handing out odds willy nilly because they want to take some money home in their little exactly. their little exactly. suitcase. Exactly, Andy. So, is that the only one you do? Is that the only? Is, yeah, on this occasion, is it is the only. It is the only one that I'm going to do on this occasion. We'll Excellent. see how that goes. What do you think of that, Roscoe? Did you, uh, did you think that's fair odds, or did you give me a bit more yeah. generous? Or could I? Go I think it's, I think it's fair. I think it's fair, and I think yeah, right, John Jules, hasn't he done all right? John Jules, yeah. he'll be. In, I mean, he's if he starts, which he probably will, he'll be in that box and he'll be shooting, and having, he'll be, you know, he'll be he'll be there all over the place, won't he? He's been lively the last um, yes. two games, coming off the bench, and um, yeah, an opportunity from the start. And you know, I'm sure he's, he's going to score us goals this year when he comes off the bench or starts. So um, I think that's decent odds and a good shout from Andy in terms of him getting a goal and a cheeky assist I as well. I do want the three nil though. I, yeah, I, that's because if it, if it's that's not part of the bet, but it would if um, it would be handy because if it's two nil and he's scored one and assisted the other, that. That's no, there's no leeway in there. I need the three goals just to allow some leeway. Yeah, but if it's two nil, that means Roscoe's got three on the bounce, which which is would be extraordinary. And we'd actually start having to question what's going on because there's no way Roscoe really is as you know, with all due respect, as, as brilliant enough to get all these like this. So something's going on somewhere. We the questions would start to be asked if you were right three times on the trot, Ross. You do realise this? Well, back in the day. I was called Ross the Dimus on the the old podcast back when we were in our first league one season. Wasn't it? Andy, yeah, well, you you did have you did have a very hot streak at one. I think it was at the start of a season as well. Yeah. Maybe you maybe you just maybe you just play preseason perfectly, and you yeah. you come and then you start to fade as the season goes on. But um, you've started well. You have had some little hot streaks of this in your time, and I wouldn't. I don't know the answer to this question, but it wouldn't shock me as if we went back over kind of all the years we've been doing this and you you were actually the best predictor out of all of us, if I'm Fantastic. honest. Brilliant. I'll tell, tell you what, Roscoe, nothing, you're, you're, you're impressing me more and more. And, and the only way you're going to impress me even more is to pass your driving test. And the, first, yeah. the first car you get is an Audi TT. That's what I want to see. That'll work now. And you pull up. At the, at the Anglian headquarters as we're heading off to, to Morecambe or Timbuktu or wherever we go, and in your Audi TT, that would, like, you would just turn around and say, this is my first car. It only cost me 28 grand. And then I'll be going, wow. But that's that's another side issue. Anyway, okay, so we move on. We move on now. I hope you're enjoying the pod, guys and girls, and, and boys and girls and everybody else out there. I hope you're just in, in, enjoying listening to us uh, chat away here about, of course, big W's already in the uh, already in the old chart. Big W win for town. That's right. We're, we're up and running. That's great stuff. Um, um, fine. Well, look, now, <clears throat> a little change. As we go into the last few, a little change of tact here from my, my, my good friend, Mr. Hutch. Mr. Hutch Warren, of course, as we know, he likes his shirts and his kit rank. Have you, I hope everyone's been watching, reading them kit rankings, by the way, on the East Anglia Daily Times uh, website. All 92 kits, Mr. Warren, uh, 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 sort of went through it and gave and, and it. Andy, that must have taken you years. Yes, it's been <laughs> it's been seven years in the making. Um, no, it did take it did take quite a long time. Um, not helped by some clubs being very slow in releasing theirs. I did start it six weeks ago. So yeah, it takes takes some time, but yeah, please go and read it. Make make me feel make me feel like I haven't completely wasted my time. Well, I I read it, Andy, and I, I thought it was excellent. Every word, no, every single I mean, word. 
not every single word. And you did try to test me on the way up to FGR on Saturday, which I thought was a bit naughty because I didn't, you know very well I haven't read one because my, my attention span isn't that great. But I did read most of it and I did like it. So, so, so there you go. Roscoe, have you read it? I have indeed. I think I praised Andy as well. So that was a really good read. I really did enjoy it. And I, I think he did a good job of ranking all of them. And um, I didn't even know, I didn't see Fulham's kit until I saw this ranking story. And I went, that is a beautiful kit. And of course, I saw them play against Liverpool on the weekend and get, get a draw. Mitrovic, of course, scoring um, already in the Premier League. It just looks, oh, it's just a nice, clean kit. I like it. Mm, excellent. Well, I think kit, kits are a big thing, Andy. I think you've done well there. But anyway, talk. We are, we are di- we're, sorry, we're digressing a little bit from Premiership. And, and we'll digress a little bit because Flynn Downs, our former midfielder, of course, made his Premier League debut for West Ham United against Manchester City. I think he only came on for about 12 seconds, but that doesn't really matter. He made his debut. That's the main thing. Good for you, Flynn. Fantastic for him. And Mr Warren, you were there to see it. I wasn't there specifically to see it. Uh, well, not, but, not, not specifically uh, to watch yeah, Flynn down. Like that. No. I was there. I do pop down to West Ham um, now and again, and this was one of those. Um, yeah, it was great to see. I, I think we all thought he could make the Premier League at some point. For him to do it at West Ham is brilliant. Um, he's a Premier League player now. But that can't be taken away from him. Um, but I'm sure it's very much just the start. There's a lot more, a lot more he'll want to do in a West Ham shirt. So yeah, great to uh, great to see him get on the pitch in a Premier League. But goodness me, Erling Haaland is a monster. He is, oh. he's ridiculous. No, he's let. He was quite, quite quiet for spells of this game, but just always looming. And when he opens his legs and runs, those long legs are ridiculous. He's going to score an absolute bucket load of goals. I heard that Alan Shearer tweeted something about only 256 more to go or something or something like that. But obviously Shearer, even Alan Shearer is already worried this 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 fantastic play. He's only 22, isn't he? If he's in for 10 mm. years, he's going to smash it, isn't he? Uh, he's not going to be in. I don't think he'll be here for ten years. No. I, I, I think Shearer's record. I think Shearer's record will be safe. I think he's going to pull a Ronaldo and go to Real Madrid at oh. some point. At some point, he'll get he'll yeah. get his job. He'll get his job done at Man City for a good four five years, I think, and then um, then head to Spain. But um, yeah. so I think Mr. Shearer can can kind of rest with his record, but he yeah. is going to score so many goals. And it's interesting going back to Flynn Downs because we did the my favourite Ipswich. My, I've been doing that. My, I've been doing my my favourite Ipswich Town 11s with with, and of course I did with you two guys as well. It proved very popular. Thank you for all those who have enjoyed listening to it. And Rich Woodward, I think mentioned Rich Woodward from Blue Monday um, podcast because he actually mentioned this about Flynn Downs. He didn't mention Flynn Downs. He mentioned Darren Cresswell and say how sometimes players come into your team and you know they're going to go on to bigger things. And I suppose Downs was that sort of player, wasn't he, with us when we had him? We knew probably he was going to end up moving on. So. Um, Okay, it's a little bit dis- disappointing. He's not on your blue shirt anymore, but you know, we've got some money in, and um, and we can move on. So, uh, right. Well, look, I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast here on uh, Kings of Anger. And um, Ross, you have your finger up. I don't know why. That, I don't know what that means. Either is, is that a question or are you? What happens? Yes. I just want to quickly mention another man who made his Premier League debut on the weekend. Kiefer Moore I scored for Bournemouth, and um, he wasn't very good when he played for us. But fair play to lads for him to. We signed him for 10 grand from Forest Green as well. Nice little link there. Nice little link to, of course, this podcast. But he has gone up the leagues. Fair play to lad. Scores on his Premier League debut for Bournemouth. They won the won a game 2-0 against yeah. Aston Villa. So fair play, Keith, for more Premier League as well. 
that that is two different ends of kind of the trajectory scale, isn't it? Because yes, we were talking about Flynn Downs as being a potential Premier League player, but we absolutely were not talking about <laughs> Kiefer Moore being a. He's he played he's played international football. He played at the the Euros for Wales, I think, didn't he? Um, he did, yeah. And he's. He's probably going to go to the World Cup in in this year, and is playing in the Premier League. But he did not look even close to being that kind of player when he was here. So all credit to him for the hard the hard work that he uh, that he put in to work his way up the leagues through Rotherham, Barnsley, mm. and then um, then Cardiff. Yeah, good good story. Is that it? Where else has he been? It's there, isn't it? His last club was was his last club Cardiff, Wigan, Wigan, yeah, Wigan. Yeah. Oh, Wigan, he got Wigan up, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so it's yes, yeah, extraordinary. Isn't it? Yeah, good for him, good for him. Anyway, well, look, hey, but look, that's all our exit switch chapter. We're more interested in the current crop, our current Super Blues, who um have got the big. Have I said I've got the big W in the win column? I think I mentioned that five a dozen times now. But I, I think I you might. I think you might have. Yeah. Can it's I just Kiefer Moore's middle names? Do, do any of you know what Kiefer Moore's middle names are? John Samuel Abraham Lincoln. Yes. No. Am I correct? That's it. No. Wow. No, it's Kiefer Roberto Francisco Moore. Oh, that's Italiano. Yeah, that's brilliant. I like that. Oh, that's good. How come he's playing for Wales then? Well, he's Welsh, obviously. He's born, he was born in Torquay. Well, it's the, the plot thickens. The plot thickens. <laughs> Anyway, well, look, um, look, great. Um, well, look, we're coming to the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. The sun continues to shine. I mean, I quite like all this sunshine. Do you like all this sunshine? I, I, mean, I did a bit of sun cream on my nose uh, before I went to FGR on, I'll say, just in case we were in the in the full sun. But we weren't, were we, Andy? We were we were sort of nicely sheltered. But um, mm. um, I quite enjoy this weather, don't you, Roscoe? Are you, are you enjoying the sun or are you one of these people who doesn't, you know? I'm a summer baby. So um born oh, yeah. in July. So I love I love the sunshine. Um, I tan very well. So, um, yeah, yeah. I... I I enjoyed, I enjoyed the the sun on Saturday to the, to an extent, but then when I didn't have any water and I couldn't oh. get any water from the big queues, I was like, yeah, I'd rather not be in the sunshine right now. But um, yeah, now the heat wave apparently coming to our shores again. Yeah, I, actually, I forgot to mention that you were almost you almost passed out in the car on the way home, didn't he, Andy? He was he was, he was moaning away about lack of water. He didn't have a hat on, and and I, we thought we had to stop and sort of. I mean, I said to you, Andy, I'm not giving him the kiss of life, and you said, well, I certainly aren't. So it was sort of it was all a bit odd, really. But he was he was hum, hummering away about oh oh, I need a drink, I need a drink. And yeah, Mike, great. can you can you handle another thirty seconds talking about Kiefer Moore? Of course, I. The, the plot thickens even further. Oh, joking, right? So I've just just been looking this up because I, I wanted to know how, he qualifies for Wales through his grand a grand a grandparent, which is a pretty classic route. He also qualified to play for China, and he had yeah. long discussion. I didn't I, I I did know this, but I'd completely forgotten. But he had he had he went to China to talk to them about. He's got a grandparent that is, makes him eligible for to play for China. He had long long talks about almost becoming a Chinese international extraordinary absolutely extraordinary what you find out isn't it absolutely extraordinary wow he I, still I looked terrible in Ipswich, Ipswich shirt oh he didn't enough for us did he no we don't worry about that but anyway so hey look we come to the end of the King's Vanger podcast folks hope you've enjoyed it and, and don't forget don't forget don't forget to don't forget manscaped.com 20% off for all your bits and pieces and stuff even I've got one now I've got one for my nostrils 
would you believe? My, my wife told me, you've got a hair up your nose. And I said, I know what I'm going to do. Straight to Manscaped. Straight to Manscaped. Roscoe. Roscoe, if you listen to this on audio, he's showing up something. So you can't you understand what he's doing. But if you watch this on video, he's showing up a pack of something. What is it, Roscoe? Tell us. It's his little wash bag. Little wash bag with Manscaped on it. Um, Good man. Have you actually, you've actually brought a, bought the um, the weed whacker of you, Mike? You... Yes, yes, just 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 to got my nose. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Very good. Yes, yeah, I pushed it a bit far to start off with. It made my eyes water, so as um, you've got to be very careful with this. You can't just go, go ramming everywhere else. Yeah. But um, a, a, little, a little hair on my ear as well, which I, I managed yeah. to clear out. So Manscaped, I'm doing a great job for for for, for myself and for for all us men who have little hair issues. Perhaps uh, what about yourself, Andy? Have you have you got anything yet, or are you are you still still sort of not 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 at that age yet where you need to worry? I'm I'm 35. Um, yeah, <laughs> over. I use the weed. The weed whacker is my favourite part of the manscaped range. Uh, they get in their bang for their buck here, aren't they? Um, yeah, yeah. As you get older, Ross, the no- the nostril hair needs to be looked after more sensibly. Mm. Obviously, you have a full awareness of what you need to do to look after body hair, given what's going on on your face. But just look after those nostrils because if you're not careful, they can get away from you as you get mm. older. It doesn't look great, I don't think. I know, I, I know some people that need to need to, and I'm not going to name them. No. Yes, better. yes, name no, them. Not, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to. I'm not. I can't do. I can't do that. It's not Heathy, is it? No comment. Okay. Um, no, it's not. But um, there are certain people that I know that need to look after their nostrils better. Yeah. So uh, absolutely. If, if you receive a, if you receive one of these in the post from me. That's uh, probably a hint that it might be you. <laughs> okay, everybody. I hope you enjoyed listening to the King's Vanguard podcast. I'm Mike Bacon, the Grand Pokianus, Porky and Le Bagron Pianianus. Um, my friend, Mr. Handy H- Andy the Hutch, Hutch Warren and uh, Cordo the Roscoe Halls, of course, the three of us. Hope you enjoyed that. Of course, um, hey, I would say any other business, but really we've run out of time, so we haven't got any other business anymore. I'm not going to do any. And uh, Ipswich Town tomorrow. I hope they beat Colchester tonight in the Carabao Cup and then draw, oh, I don't know, but... Um, Aston Villa away, I don't care. But anyway, as long as we win tomorrow, that's the main thing. And of course, MK Dons, there'll be a, there'll be another podcast between now and then. And MK Dons on Saturday, of course, my my good friend the Heath Monster will be back, of course, with all these these nice flashy little ties and shirts and and his teeth and everything else. And um, and we'll look forward to him uh, um, um, hosting it. Um, Andy, uh, a quick goodbye to our friends, our, our Kyoa family. I thought we didn't have time for anything else. Just say something. Good goodbye, everybody. Roscoe. Ciao. Have a good week. Ciao. Well, well, well. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you again. Um, I see you again later this week.